Welcome to the Savant Report Rapid Recap. My name is Jordan Weirs, your host and CEO for the podcast this week. It is January 20th, 2016, and what a hell of a day in the markets. So uh, let's jump right in and talk about some really important things. The, the main topic of today's podcast is going to be gold versus silver versus platinum. However, before we get there, there is way too much happening in the markets and uh, and there's just a tremendous amount of fear out there. So let's talk about this. If you were a, subs- a Savant Report subscriber, then you got my forecast for 2016 before any of this started to fall out and I gave a 30% chance of a recession in 2013. This is before the stock market, uh, stock market, excuse me, uh, started this really wicked correction that uh, that it's been going through. So, if you're a follower of the Savant Report, you can absolutely say that you heard it before anyone else. So let's talk really quickly about uh, equities. Uh, Today the S&P is down hovering just above the 1800 level. It was not that long ago we were above the 2000 level. So we've already seen about a 10% correction here. I think we have another 10% to go putting us down into the 1600 range. For sure in the next few weeks I certainly see us down into the mid 1700s and where we go from there I can't really say. Uh, I do think that we'll have further to go to the downside, uh, but we're just going to see a lot of volatility, and that's why it's really hard to trade this market. You need to know I have taken 100% of my uh, my equities portfolio, which is only a small part of my portfolio, and I have pulled it completely off the table. I'm not invested in anything right now. Uh, last night, I tried my hand at uh, at buying the oil futures, thinking that we wouldn't pierce through that uh, 29 level uh, in the, uh, I believe it was the March uh, futures contract. It was the March futures contract. And uh, within a matter of minutes, I was uh, stopped out and we were well below 28. Now, uh, or we were below 29, excuse me, now today in the March contract, we're trading below 27 in real as is future, real as is uh, trading terms. Uh, that puts us around 27, maybe even a little less than 27 in the real market in, in crude. So I, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I'm surprised, I'm not shocked. And I stole that one from uh, my buddy Jim Willis, who is a registered investment advisor. He's a, he's a great uh, energy trader. You know, He and I talked this morning, and we're both sitting here scratching our heads at how in the heck did we end up with $27 oil? It wasn't that many years ago uh, where you know we were at uh, at a hundred talking about getting to 120 130 140 uh, in fact we were up there in that 110 115 and approaching 120 not that long ago and here we are with the end of the commodity super cycle with oil at 26 27 bucks absolutely unreal I think we will see a, uh, a short-term bottom here, maybe even a long-term bottom uh, in and around that $24, $25 mark. Uh, I really previously thought that that, that uh, bottom benchmark was going to be at 29 to 30 I didn't think we would break down below that, and we did. The, the, uh, the red herring, uh, the black swan event, was putting... Uh, Iran's oil back into the equation. Not only did we give them $150 billion back, uh, but we also uh, uh, allowed them to begin uh, trading with the U.S. and with the other nations of the U.N. And uh, they're now uh, not only producing oil, but they can sell it. And they've got a big stockpile to sell. 
that's a big deal that is a really really big deal that means that the oversupply in oil is just going to continue and they're probably not going to put their stockpile all on them you know they're not going to sell it all at one time it's going to be a controlled release of their inventory into the market but nonetheless it's still uh, more of a glut than what what we even thought we had a week or two ago so with that as a factor what's going to happen in the oil markets well this is kind of like the subprime mortgage crisis the subprime mortgage meltdown except it's not subprime mortgages it's oil we're going to see more bankruptcies in the oil field. We're going to see oil uh, producers, exploration companies, and service companies absolutely get decimated. And so if, if we just kind of step back here, we can start to pick the bottoms in, in price point, I think. I think we're damn close uh, to, uh, to the bottom here. But uh, nonetheless, oil stocks are not the place to be not yet we need to wait until April or May let another couple of quarters go by uh, or at least let this really sink in let the bankruptcies go on uh, let the loan defaults in the oil industry continue to to uh, to mount up and then at some point in time the stock prices are going to be so beat up it'll be the perfect time to, to enter in um, I will tell you though that that is going to affect the equities markets and why is it going to affect the equities markets well for a lot of reasons number one in the banking sector a lot of these big banks have a lot of big 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 giant massive huge honking loans out there to these oil producers and oil drillers so that's one area of risk the other area of risk is is simply contagion the fact that people now realize that China is a bigger issue than what they all thought now I've been preaching this for years saying that China is not going to have a quote-unquote soft landing it did not take a rocket scientist to figure out that their bubble was so absolutely massive that they were going to end up in a cataclysmic event when their government could not control it anymore and we're there now. Their stock market has been down 7% day after day, and uh, they they had circuit breakers stop the market from trading to try and prevent it from going lower. It didn't work because when the next session opened, the stock market dropped again, again limit down. So you know they just said, "Oh, the hell with it. We're not even going <laughs> to address the." Uh, uh, the uh, issue of a circuit breaker anymore we're just gonna let the markets uh, do their thing they're continuing to manipulate their currencies to try and make them a little more competitive in the global market with the stronger dollar that's not really working that well so when we see what's happening here uh, there's there's just gonna be a lot of volatility and a lot of skepticism in the equity markets about what is going to be affected and how the global commodity super cycle is over and I'm not bragging I'm just reiterating I called this several years ago metals have broken down uh, energy is broken down tech is beginning to break down uh, you know there's just no safe place to be right now or at least there's not an apparent safe place to be um, and uh, and I think that as we sit here and talk about uh, where things are going to continue to go over the course of the next six to twelve months I think it's just a very nervous place to be in the equities market 
a lot of investors have that long-term mindset uh, that I'm just going to ride out these, uh, you know, these corrections and and the bear markets because I'm a long-term investor. Well, my theory is that if you're sitting on the train tracks, why, and you see a freight train coming at you, why would you not want to step off those train tracks and wait for the train to pass by before stepping back on? That's kind of where I see us, and that's where I've seen us for about the last six to eight months watching these equity markets uh, struggle to get through that 2100 level and stay uh, in, in, a, in a very strong you know, moving forward, upward rally type trend uh, that we've seen over the last few years. And as we've seen that struggle, uh, it's become very evident from a, a technical perspective that the markets were simply overbought. From a fundamental perspective, the markets were certainly overbought. Uh, this is not, however, the top of the equity super cycle. We still have further to go to the upside, but it's just not going to be this year. At least I certainly don't see that. Uh, what I will tell you is that now is a good time to be on the sidelines. If you haven't sold yet and you're still in the market, you need to pick some rally days to get out of this thing. Because quite frankly, uh, at any given point in time, you could very easily see another 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 point drop uh, in the S&P. So now that we're through with the volatility, let's talk about gold versus silver versus platinum. Uh, I have been watching the metals very, very closely. And as I speak to you right now, as I'm watching the charts in front of me, uh, gold is up at about 11.07 on the nearby futures contract and the April futures contract. Gold is is uh, still this sort of safe haven place, although at $1,100 price point, it's not nearly as much of a safe haven as what people thought it used to be. I don't see gold going much higher. I think we could see 1150 I think we might even see 1200 but then I think we see sub-$1,000 an ounce uh, sometime over the next year or so. Now, do you buy gold? Do you have gold? Do you keep it in your portfolio? Here's the bottom line. Uh, precious metals as a general asset class is a really bad place to put any part of your portfolio that is not extremely spe speculative, uh, that is uh, a really small part. I mean, if, if you invest in metals, it ought to be a really tiny part of your portfolio. And really, you're just adding complexity to your, to your portfolio for nothing more than a doomsday type of hedge. Uh, and I have nothing against doomsday hedges. In fact, I personally uh, feel like having kind of a doomsday hedge, and I'm going to talk about that in here just a little bit. But gold does not pay a dividend. It sits in your safe. Uh, you typically pay a premium to spot when you buy, uh, and especially if you buy coins, not the numismatic type, but just your typical uh, rounds, you're going to pay a you know, $100 or $150 premium to spot. Uh, when you sell it, you're going to pay uh, probably a... Uh, a discount. There's lots of commissions, huge, huge percentages going in and going out. So unless metals move by a big percentage, there is really not a big reason to be owning metals, uh, with the exception of the doomsday hedge. Now let's talk about gold. Gold topped out at about 1924 in the futures market. I reference everything in the futures market because that's where I trade. That's my comfort zone. So 1924 in the futures market, we're now trading at about 1100. 
Now let's talk about silver. Silver topped out at $50 an ounce and we're now trading at about 14. So while gold still is not off 50%, silver is off about 70% and silver seems to uh, technically at least have found some sort of a bottom. And I think now is not a bad opportunity to be begin buying silver for the long term. Okay, this is not a move that is going to happen anytime in the near future, but I think we'll very easily see $20, $30 silver at some point in time in the future. Um, when you know when things break down this might be a 10 or a 15 year investment so uh, I like silver right now I'm not a gold buyer yet but I do like silver so let's talk about uh, uh, what to buy and 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 how to buy it so if you're looking at gold versus silver s silver is definitely my uh, my preference if you go online you can find places that will give you a free shipping where you can buy silver typically between 14.75 and 16 bucks for your typical uh, round or even a uh, little uh, one ounce bar or multiple like 10 ounce bars. Uh, that's not a bad place to be. You're paying a premium to spot, but nonetheless, if uh, if you're buying it for it, let's call it 15 to 16, and we get a move to 25 over the next 10 years, you're making some money. That but the hedge is that if something cataclysmic happens to our financial system, if we have uh, a real breakdown. If the electronics break down, if uh, if we have a you know a, a big major massive recession for some unknown reason, then we could very easily see silver at 50 bucks again, and that's where it all of a sudden makes sense. So gold versus silver. If gold has only corrected, let's call it 40 to 45 percent, I certainly see that silver is corrected 70. I want to buy the cheaper of the two. Now let's add platinum to the equation. Platinum is much rarer than gold. It is much more difficult to find. It's harder to mine, and so it's a it's a magnitude. In fact, a great magnitude more rare than gold. So typically, platinum trades at a premium to the gold uh, price. Well, there's been four times in history when platinum has traded for less than gold and that spread has diverged. Right now is one of those four times in history. Two times, including now over the last 24 years, have we seen platinum at a discount to gold. Right now, gold is up today. It's up to about 11, uh, well, as I talked to you here, it's up about 11.08. Uh, platinum is down today, trading at about um, uh, 8.15 an ounce. So there's a few hundred dollars spread, a pretty significant spread here uh, between gold and and platinum so if we look at where platinum topped out uh, it has also corrected in excess of 50% I think it's a great place to be if you're gonna be a precious metals buyer or a precious metal owners my my number one pick is gonna be silver my number two pick is gonna be platinum I still believe that there could be some additional downside here in pricing. I'm not buying for the short term. I'm not trying to pick a bottom. I'm buying f as a, a catastrophic hedge, um, and 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 that's really what owning metals is. Like I said, there's no tax benefits, which is one of the reasons why I love owning real estate. There's no uh, excuse me. There's no uh, uh, dividend coming out of it. Uh, 
you know there's commissions going in to buy it there's commissions coming out when you sell it there's a lot of reasons not to invest in precious metals if you are going to take one or two percent of your portfolio and invest in the physical metals do it in either silver or platinum that's my recommendation so that's it for this week's savant report rapid recap it is a wild market out there be vigilant and be careful because the volatility i believe is absolutely going to continue and volatility can be to the upside as well i think we could see some really big up days uh, in this market and those are going to be days uh, and weeks where you want to be selling short in the market i see this correction as not having bottomed yet thank you all for listening god bless and we'll see you next time on the savant report rapid recap take care